welcome to this evidence-based nursing podcast where we're going to be discussing a paper exploration of nurses paediatric pain management experiences in rural hospitals a qualitative descriptive study by Caroline Marshall and colleagues uh, a paper which was published in applied nursing research in 2018 and here to discuss that paper I'm delighted to introduce Amy Noakes um, who's a senior lecturer in child nursing at London South Bank University. Amy hello. Hello there. I just wondered if you could if you could start off by giving us an overview of what the researchers were trying to achieve in this study, how they went about doing it, and, and what their, their main findings were. So um, this was a study that was undertaken in uh, rural Canada, um, specifically northern Ontario. And what they looked to do was try to identify what were the experiences of nurses um, in relation to pain management uh, for children and young people. So what they did was they undertook an exploratory descriptive qualitative study whereby they had 10 uh, registered nurses and they recruited them from nine eligible hospitals that they identified who were um, considered to be rural hospitals. Um, in order for it to be rural, um, it had to be that that area was sparsely inhabited uh, with a population density of less than 150 persons per square uh, kilometres. Um, in order to gain the participants to the study, they undertook purposive and uh, snowball sampling. So to help this, they undertook a recruitment strategy whereby they mailed out um, information to these hospitals. They had a social media campaign and a community advertisement. Uh, when they gained some uh, registered nurses, they then asked them, did they know any other nurses who might be able to participate? Hence the element of snowball sampling. Those uh, nurses who could not participate, who were excluded from participation, were um, nurses who had less than three months of experience uh, with caring for paediatric paediatric patients and those who worked on a casual basis as such. Um, they undertook semi-structured interviews and these were via telephone or Skype based on the fact that many of these people lived quite a far distance away from each other. Um, and the actual uh, researcher who undertook these interviews had good experience um, as a registered nurse himself and within the rural context. All of the interviews last between 30 to 60 minutes um, and there was two researchers who subsequently reviewed these interviews and they undertook uh, iterative inductive content analysis to subsequently code it. Um, most of the nurses who took part were over the age of approximately 40 years, with most of their highest qualifications being an RN diploma. And they had quite a varied experience of working with children, but they, they did work with them at least once a month. Um, and most had worked in an urban setting previously and then moved out to a rural setting. From this, the findings found there were five main categories identified. Um, this came in relation to um, a generalist aspect. Most of the nurses reported that they felt that they were generalists, that they were caring for patients across the lifespan. So they cared uh, for patients um, from elderly care all the way down to neonates and that it wasn't that they were specifically just looking after paediatric patients. Um, they had identified that they felt generalist as well because of difficulties of accessing education um, as most hospitals only had one educator who was to support all of the nurses. Um, 
they also felt that they their role was really chiefly in caring for paediatric patients, was looking at stabilising very acutely ill uh, children, very complex patients, and then transferring them to a tertiary centre. So really they didn't feel they had much um, experience in being able to develop the skills uh, in caring for uh, paediatric patients. Um, they then found that one of the findings, the subsequent next finding was uh, resources. They felt that they... They had quite limited resources uh, financially, that there'd been quite an amalgamation of different wards. So they were caring for paediatric patients and then caring for surgical patients as well, for example. Um, They also felt that there was difficulty in resources with continuing education, that in order for them to be able to study, that they'd have to come off of shifts, which was always very difficult, or they'd have to personally pay for training as well. they also found the third subsequent finding um, was of priority. They felt that paediatric pain management wasn't always a major priority, that actually what they were worried about was the safety of their patients. But there wasn't that necessary that uh, recognition that physically pain can relate to deteriorating patient. It can cause things such as bradycardia and reduce oxygen saturation. So there's a little bit of inconsistency there, really, in respect of that. Um, their, uh, their, their fourth finding was inconsistency in practice, so that there was lack of standards for pain management, that um, they, the hospitals didn't necessarily have particular protocols or guidelines of how they should deal with pain management. Um, they felt also that pain was being approached very differently by different practitioners, that it was kind of a a personal uh, decision as to what doctors were prescribing for patients and they felt that there could have been more of a a specific streamlined approach. And then lastly, the last major finding was moving forward, that they felt that they wanted more training, more access training and more institutional leads in, in respect of pain management being a priority. Thank you. I think that really, really useful overview. I and mean, one of the one of the core findings you highlighted there then was that the nurses felt they were they were too generalist. Is is that something that that resonates with with what we know about paediatric care generally, whether it's in relation to pain management or managing children generally? Is is there enough specialist skill available amongst the nursing community? Yeah, absolutely. They felt that their main concern um, was that they were just generally stabilising very acutely ill children and then sending them off to tertiary centres. So they couldn't necessarily develop those skills in being able to care for uh, children and young people. And I think this is very relatable, um, particularly, for example, in the UK, we're looking at district hospitals where maybe some of the staff may feel they don't necessarily get some of those opportunities to care for the more acutely unwell children. And actually, how do we develop these skills in, in staff so that, you know, people can be looked, children can be looked after closer to home as such? Okay. And one of the other areas that you, you highlighted there was almost a, a fear of, of using certain pain management um, strategies and certainly particular um, opioids as well because of a fear of what their side effects might be. Again, was that, was that a training issue? Was that people not understanding yeah. the, um, the indications and the contraindications? 
So what we're looking at there is there was a lot of myths around um, opioids and what they should and they, they shouldn't do. So many of the nurses were very, very uh, worried about adolescents and that they could possibly become quite addicted to opiates. And they were in some ways very reluctant to uh, administer opiates to um, adolescents. They also had very much concerns about over-sedation. And many of these nurses um, would share, were sharing reflections on previous experiences of, uh, in which they had over-sedated um, a, a where they felt that patients had been over-sedated. And actually those myths um, were very long-standing uh, in these rural hospitals. And that's probably due to the fact that there was a lot more uh, lack of education. And also many of these people had worked in an environment for a long time. So um, it was difficult for them to update their practice in, in respect of that. So they had felt that it was safer for them not to give opioids, um, even though that might well be the best treatment regime. They were very, um, very uh, cautious in respect of being able to do so. Um, and they then felt that actually there was some scepticism about whether they would actually be able to change practices in respect of this. And that actually maybe they needed clearer recognitions of standards and expectations and education as to what should be happening in relation to this. Um, if we think about how do we overcome come some of those um, fears and anxieties we're probably thinking about that being education um, many of the nurses spoke about difficulties of being able to access education and that actually may be um, um, suitable um, ideas to be able to overcome that would be maybe teleconferences um, it may even be that there needs to be really a change in the the establishment really that pain management is prioritized with better policies and procedures and even possibly partnering partnering with more urban areas so that specifically nurses who have experience of working in with them within rural settings so they could enhance those um, skills really with possible more visiting specialists from more um, urban areas just to be able to support really the practice that was occurring in the more rural areas. Just on that issue of uh, rurality and I suppose in terms of the study itself, so the study was based in, in Canada and it, it looked specifically at the experiences of Canadian nurses working in rural settings. How generalisable are some of those issues that you've described um, to, to the wider nursing community, to paediatric pain management more, more generally? Um, I, I think it's extremely generalisable, really. Um, and in respect that whatever establishment we're working in, whether we're working in the rural setting or in an urban setting, we need to make sure that the um, acute setting that we're working in, one of the, um, the, the chief um, priorities is to establish good pain management in children and that it is a priority of that institution, really, um, and that it should be that we have um, an environment in which nurses can make good improvements and um, so that they are continuously up to date in pain management um, and that actually we should be following evidence-based policies, guidelines, um, standard all sets for common paediatric pain problems, for example, post-surgery, and all of those could go together to encompass a better outcome um, really in relation to uh, pain outcome for children and young people. So from a, a research perspective then, where does this, where does this lead us? Where, does, where do we need to go next in terms of research into how we can better offer pain management to children that we're caring for? 
so um, really this study was an exploratory study. So they identified that it was just trying to find out some information as to what was actually occurring in the rural setting and that actually further research did need to be undertaken. Um, I think it would be very useful to undertake more research in other rural areas, um, in other countries, um, district hospitals maybe in the UK, other countries, etc. So that we can gain the comparative in relation to that. And we also need to be thinking about actually the wider scope for how is the lack of funding? Because we now know in the UK that there is lack of fund, more lack of funding for continuous education um, in relation to pain management. And how is that actually affecting practice? How are children and young people actually being impacted in relation to this in practice? Um, I think it would also be very interesting to think a little bit more about actually what personal myths of nurses and practitioners actually do exist and how does that impact the choices that they make in respect of supporting children and young people with their pain management. Okay. So the final question then Amy is, is what would be your, your three key take-home messages from, from this paper in relation to, to practice and in relation to paediatric pain management? What are the highlights? Um, for me the highlights really are continuous education. We need continuous education um, and, and actually we're going to have to think a bit more creatively about that um, in, a, in a time of uh, when, when we are getting reduced funding for education. We are going to have to be a bit more flexible, um, maybe how we accommodate that, thinking about, as I said before, teleconferencing, um, more electronic learning, just to, to, so that people can be able to fit in, being able to undertake um, studying to make sure that they are giving the most up-to-date practice. Um, I'd also um, probably say my other key uh, take-home message would be endorsement of an environment which does encourage paediatric pain management via good standards, good guidelines that are contemporary. So making sure that those are continuously updated, making sure that there's practice educators that endorse this and are encouraging good paediatric pain management. Amy, thanks ever so much for your thoughts on that paper and on your thoughts on paediatric pain management more generally. You can read Amy's commentary on the research paper at ebn.bmj.com. Amy, thanks once again. Bye. Thank you.